Nazarene Church on Palm Sunday. We are so glad that you're here with us today and that if you are part of the Willard Nazarene family, we, are, uh, we hope that you're joining us on Facebook Live. If you're not normally part of the Willard Nazarene family, we hope that you're still joining us here on Facebook Live. Many of you have for the past couple of weeks, and you've seen us in our own living room as we have delivered a, a sermon and a service to you from our home to your home. Well, this is still from our home to your home. This is from our home at the church 
to your home where you're sitting and joining us now. We're so glad that you're with us and that you've chosen to be with us and to tune in and to celebrate with us on this Palm Sunday. And uh, just a couple things for you to, to remind you of. If, if you're part of our family and if you're not a regular part of our family, as I said, the, some things that go on during the week since ministry has obviously changed for us uh, are that on Mondays and Friday evenings, Monday and Friday evenings, we have a Zoom fellowship meeting. So Zoom, right? That's a great word that we've all come to know and love in the past three weeks. So we have a Zoom fellowship and prayer meeting, and that is on Friday evenings at uh, Monday and Friday evenings at 6:30, where we encourage you to bring a snack, bring dinner, bring uh, uh, your pizza that's been delivered and whatever you want to bring to the computer screen, all right? And fellowship and just talk about what's going on in your, in your week. Let folks know how you're doing and an opportunity to talk and to laugh. And, and then always end those meetings in a time of prayer, praying for the church, praying for one another, praying for your pastors and community leaders, and, and in particular, those on the front line, those that are working during this crisis, uh, doctors and nurses and first responders and all healthcare workers, grocery workers, and uh, those people in retail that are, that are out there working so that we can be able to, to get the, the uh, products that we need to continue to um, maneuver our way and navigate these waters that we're under. So, so those are Mondays and Fridays. On Wednesday evening, we have a Zoom meeting at 6.30, and you're welcome to tune in to, to that as well. And that is a informational and a question and answer time with me, Pastor Brad, and where we have uh, the week's information as it changes uh, from, from day to day sometimes in, in uh, regards to what's going on. And then, of course, uh, every day you get a daily encouragement from myself and my wife, and that is just a, a daily devotional to meant to encourage you and to inspire you and to give you a sense of hope uh, in these days that we're facing together. And then, of course, Sundays at 1045, we're doing this uh, live streaming on Facebook where we bring you the word and, and you get a chance to be a part of this family. And this is a great, uh, great time. And uh, leading into that, I just want to take a moment to remind you that uh, our ministry has went on. It has went on. We have not lost a step. Obviously, we're doing things differently. And different is okay, right? Different is okay. And... Uh, we, uh, we ask you to continue to support the church with your prayer. First of all, your prayer, certainly. Pray for your, for your church. Pray for, uh, for me as your pastor. And again, pray for one another uh, that God would move in, the, in these days. And uh, we're thankful for the gift of technology that we're able to present his word uh, to you. And we're able to do these things that three weeks ago, maybe we just never gave it a second thought. But... Um, Support the church with your, with your prayer time. Uh, support the church by continuing to serve. Uh, opportunities, we have many opportunities to serve. And uh, if you are willing to do that, please give us a call and let us know. And we, if there are people in need, we need people who are willing to serve and to give. And then lastly, uh, continue to support the church financially. Obviously, if we were in here and, and on a weekly basis in this beautiful sanctuary, that we would have a, a time of offerings and tithes where we would, we would uh, 
have an offering time and, and give you an opportunity to, uh, to give financially and support the church financially. And we obviously can't do that. So we just encourage you during this time to, if you are a, a faithful giver to the church, we ask you continue to do that. And you have heard from me the past couple of weeks the methods in which you can do that. And that is by just uh, uh, putting your check in an envelope and mark it accordingly and, uh, and uh, address it and stamp it and send it to the church. Or you can put your, your check or uh, uh, your donation in an envelope and uh, drop it off at our, at our house in the mail slot. And we'll see that it gets to the church and put in the safe. And we have a team that comes in every Monday, counts those, uh, those gifts and those donations and those ties, and then they're deposited right away. So if you're watching and you don't attend a church and you're not part of a regular fellowship, but you've been with us the past couple weeks and uh, you've enjoyed what we're, what we're trying to do and to share the message of, of Christ with you and, and you would like to support the church financially, you, uh, just send your, your check or your donation to Willard Church of the Nazarene, uh, 4414 Townline Road, 12 Willard, Ohio, 44890. And uh, we would be tremendously honored, and we would feel, uh, would definitely feel blessed by your participating in that. And so that is all I have on that. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for this time that you've given us. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to do this and uh, in this different manner in which we're obviously accustomed to, but we're so appreciative and we're so blessed and we're so grateful that you have given us the gift of technology uh, to be able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're thankful for this day and the significance of, of entering into Holy Week next week as we approach Easter and uh, the, the celebration of the resurrection. What a week that it's going to be. And uh, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you're a risen Savior. And we ask these things in your precious name, in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. It's
Listen, we have uh, started last week with a message that we called, But We Have This Treasure. I told you that that was going to be a series. <clears throat> I'm looking at my watch so I can set my timer and not keep you too long, right? So, uh, of course, I have Nate here to, to, sh to shut me down. He's going to give me hand signals if, when it's time to... to Stop, all right? But we have this treasure, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 through 18. I'm not going to read that to you again. I'm just going to highlight just a couple things we talked about last week. And uh, I'm going to grab this, and I'm going to read to you out of the NIV. And uh, again, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning with verse 1. And it says this, therefore since, therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Now, I want you to listen to this, all right? This is certainly, certainly significant in the, because of the days that we find ourselves in. Do, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, let light shine out of darkness, that's significant, my friends. Made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of, of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face 
of Christ. And that's verses 1 through 6. We're going to skip down to verse 16 now, and we'll finish up with that. Verse 16, and uh, beginning there, it says, Therefore we do not lose heart. Listen to that. Therefore we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. It is eternal. And that's that's 2 Corinthians chapter 4. All right, but we have these we have this treasure. All right? But I want you to listen to just a quick recap if you will. The treasure, remember last week the treasure of Jesus in your heart. Uh, we talked about four things. So there are four points last week and I told you to jot them down. Um, so if you didn't catch them, all right? Uh, the treasure of Jesus in your heart is this, all right? First, it's the gift of of God to broken people. It is the gift of God to broken people. Number two, it is hope in times of discouragement and despair. Number three, it is peace in times of rough waters. And the last one, it is joy and love in a world filled with hatred. All right? So uh, that's a very, very quick recap from last week. And um, if you, uh, so we're going to kind of just continue with that that same theme, but we have this treasure. But I want you to remember this, it's being Palm Sunday, and we're moving into Holy Week, right? So I want you to remember that as we go through this, but um, still based on 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and we're going to talk today uh, about what Paul was trying to teach the church of Corinth. If you didn't get a chance, uh, you're not going to be lost if you're just tuning in today and you missed last week. So we're, we try to... Uh, have tried to design this so you, you if you turn, you're tuning in and you missed last week you'll feel you'll just you'll be okay all right um, but if you get a chance to go back and watch last week I encourage you to do that as well and you can catch that on our Facebook page um, but anyway so what it was that Paul was trying to teach the Church of Corinth so we're going to talk about Paul a little bit we're going to talk about Paul the preacher Paul the writer and what it was that he was teaching the Church of Corinth as we think. Uh, of the different ways that we can actually tell the story of Christ this coming week, okay? So you see, because the focus of Paul's preaching was on the story of Christ. It wasn't on himself. It was not the story of Paul. It was the story of Christ. And he was preaching about Christ and not himself. And, and Paul was a very talented uh, uh, preacher. He was a very talented writer. Obviously, he still has an impact on the world today. And, and, and if you read the, the, um, um, the New Testament, you'll see that. Uh, but so this week, this week, uh, tell people what Christ has done in your life and not what's going on with the health crisis or the coronavirus. Tell people what Christ has done in your life. Don't talk about your own abilities or your, or your own accomplishments, but introduce people to Christ and not to yourself. Um, we always need to be careful to, to not distort the message simply to please people, but proclaim the truth of God's word. Proclaim the truth of God's word. You see, Paul served the church willingly, even though people disappointed him. 
listen, serving requires a sacrifice uh, of time and desire. And, and being a Christ follower means serving others even when they don't meet expectations. That's tough, isn't it? Uh, the message of salvation through Jesus has been entrusted to us even in our frailty of human beings. Think about jars of clay. See, Paul's message was not on the jar itself, but rather on its contents, right? And, but it, and its contents were, uh, is God's power within us. So I want you to hear that, right? Paul's message wasn't on the jar. It was on the contents of the jar, God's power in us. See, we are weak, but he is strong, and he will use us to spread the story of his salvation and what a great week to spread that story, right? Holy week, leading into the, to, to next week. That's a, this is a great week. Knowing that his power comes directly from him, it should inspire us to keep daily communication through our prayer, through our devotional times with him, because it's our responsibility to let people see Christ through us. It's our responsibility as believers. And Paul reminds us that although there are times that, that, that we may feel that we were, are, are at the end of our rope, anybody felt like that the past few weeks, that you're at the end of your rope? Some of you may have lost your jobs, and, and you don't know how you're going to buy groceries or pay your mortgage or, or buy gas or do anything like that, and, and you're pulling your hair out, and you're thinking at your end of the rope. Well, I'm here to tell you that you may feel like you're at the end of your rope, but we're never at the end of our hope we're never at the end of our hope. We may experience suffering on our journey, but God will never abandon us along the way. We know that Jesus won victory over death, and with that we have life eternal. Our life through the highs of the celebrations and the lows of suffering is always, always an opportunity for Christ to demonstrate his presence in our lives through his power. Hmm. You see, Paul faced trials and sufferings, but he always knew that one day they would be over and he would obtain his heavenly reward, his eternal reward. As we face trials and troubles, it's easy for us to focus on the pain rather than the goal of eternity that's spent with God. Athletes, athletes focus on the finish. They often focus on the finish of, of, of the, uh, the finish line or the finish of the game, uh, and they ignore the discomfort. We also must focus on the reward for our faith and the joy that will last forever. You see, because no matter what happens in life, we have the promise of an eternal life with the Father, we have that promise of eternal life with the Father. It, 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 listen, it's easy to lose heart, especially with all that's going on in, in the world right now. And we've all faced problems before. Even before all this, we've all had our share of problems in life, right? And, and, and if, we, if, we could, if we said that, no, I've never had any problems in my life at all, I don't believe we'd be being truthful to ourselves or to others, we've all faced problems before, and that those problems have caused us to want to give up at times. But Paul gives us an example of moving through adversity 
And, and rather than focusing on the persecution, he concentrated on the inner strength that only comes through the Holy Spirit. Mm. He concentrated on the, the inner strength that only comes from the Holy Spirit. In other words, the contents of the jar. I'm going to read another passage to you. Step over here. I'm going to Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 3, right? Hopefully I'll be able to see this. Ephesians chapter 3, beginning with, four, with verse 14. All right? I want you to hear this, right? Okay. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. There you go, my friends. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. That's good, friends. That is good. It's the inner strength that only comes from the Holy Spirit. Listen, if I can encourage you in any way, and, and, and if I could give you any insight or any advice today, I would say don't allow fatigue, don't allow pain or criticism to force you to give up. But instead, take this time that we have, that we, this time that we've been given, uh, that the stay-at-home time, Take this time to renew and to refresh and to reclaim your commitment to serving Christ. Don't give up the eternal reward because of the trials of today. You see, it's our weakness. It's our weakness that allows the resurrection power of Christ to strengthen us daily. And that's exactly what we're going to be celebrating next Sunday is the resurrection of Christ. Our troubles should never overshadow our faith, and, and we should realize that there is often a purpose in suffering. I, I, and you're, I know you're probably saying, what in the world is he talking about? There's a purpose in suffering? Yes, often there's a purpose in suffering. Well, what could that be? There could be several benefits to that. Number one is, is our suffering could remind us of Christ's suffering for us. Number two, our suffering, it should keep us from being prideful. The third one is, it should cause us to look beyond this life and see an eternal life spent with Christ. The next one is, it should model our faith to others. And lastly, our suffering should give God the opportunity to demonstrate his power in our lives. What would happen if we viewed troubles and trials as opportunities? 
our ultimate hope when, when experiencing troubles and trials or persecution is the realization that this life is not all we have to live for. We have an eternal life guaranteed with him. So knowing that we have a life forever with God in a place with no suffering should help us live above the pain and the suffering that we may face in this lifetime. You see, our lives can be transformed just as the violin was transformed in the hands of the elderly man last week. Remember the story about the old, beaten up, uh, uh, ugly violin. And, and, and as the old man came up at the auction and he began to rub and it began to shine and, and when he was finished, the magnificence of the violin and then he began to pluck the strings and tune it and all of a sudden it, it, it went from a, a, a $5 instrument to a $50,000 instrument right before their eyes. Our lives can be transformed just like that. We don't have to rely on this world we don't have to rely on what this world thinks of us. We don't even have to rely on how this world acts towards us. And we certainly don't have to rely on how this world treats others or how this world treats us. But what we can rely on, friends, is being transformed by the Savior's hands. And we can become a treasure just like the violin and be transformed into a treasure by the hands that was transformed into a treasure by the hands of the elderly man. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3:18 Paul says, "And we with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit." Paul goes on to tell the Corinthians and, and, and us. It's applicable to us. He says, and he says, I want you to understand that this is God's way to use imperfect people to convey his gospel when he says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. You see, listen, a, a jar of clay has little or no worth until, until it is filled with a treasure, which in this case, it's the hope and the love of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. And without the treasure, we're nothing. But with the treasure, we become his. And, and, and all of a sudden, we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. You see, people can be transformed into the likeness of Christ no matter what's going on around them, including a coronavirus. In Romans, in Romans 8, Paul declares, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is a great declaration by Paul. 
Listen, he's convinced, and he wants us to be convinced. How are you feeling right now? No, I, I mean that. How are you feeling? Do the days that you find yourself in right now, do they have you depressed or discouraged? Maybe there's another situation that was even in your life that was going on before, even before the health crisis even hit that had you feeling down. Maybe your life was chaotic and, and, and confused before this. And if it wasn't, it, it probably certainly is now. But remember the treasure that God wants to make out of you. God has placed his power into the weak so that we can rely on his power for our strength. The stronger God's power is, the greater the treasure is within us. There is so much power available when our vessels have been filled with the treasure of the gospel. We're given courage to run and not be weary, to walk and not be faint, to soar on wings like eagles, despite what we may come up against. Listen, this is a great message for this holy week for you to go tell, to go tell. Because, see, Paul knew that the Lord was his light. Paul knew that the Lord was his salvation, and he stressed the importance of having this treasure. He knew that God was the source of the treasure and the strength and the hope and the power of the Holy Spirit that came along with it. We need to understand the misunderstandings of the Corinthians because in them we can see ourselves. We come up against troubles every day, yet we can overcome. You can overcome. Listen, if you're discouraged today, if you're depressed today, you can be an overcomer. Listen to this. The reason that you can be an overcomer and that you do not have to stay where you're at, you do not have to stay in discouragement, you do not have to stay in depression, you do not have to stay in addiction because we have this treasure in jars of clay to show this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side but not crushed, perplexed but not in despair, persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. Listen, we keep getting up because we have this treasure through God. God can make a way when there's no other way. You may feel there's no other way out for you. Let me tell you, friends, that is simply not true. God can make a way when you feel there's no way out if we place our trust in him. As I, I, I don't know about you, but I am so glad that God uses imperfect people and shapes them and molds them into this beautiful treasure in order to boldly proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
in this holy week. That's my prayer for all of us, that we can boldly proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ and the resurrection power that we're going to celebrate next week. You see, if this were not God's plan, then how else would his message be shared? There is no perfect person, only a perfect God. Paul said that the Lord stopped him on the road to Damascus, turned his life around, and even changed his name. Jeremiah testified that he really didn't even want to speak out at all. I have to share the gospel message about my Savior because God touched my life with his hands and made me a living, breathing treasure, he said. He told me to step out boldly and proclaim his name, and he promised he would be with me always. He makes that same promise to us, that he will be with us always. We must tell the story of God whose son, Jesus Christ, was sent to save us. He came to live, to die, and to live again for all of us. He did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. He died for our sins, and he rose again to provide forgiveness. Forgiveness. Forgiveness for us. If it's through Jesus that we live, even after we pass from this earth, that, my friends, that, my friends, is quite a treasure. Hmm. My challenge for you is this. It's twofold. First of all, if you're a believer and you're a person of faith, my challenge for you is that this week that you would boldly proclaim the story, the resurrection story of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that you would boldly proclaim it. And that means you you boldly proclaim it in the ways in which we have to proclaim it right now. You know? Social media, Facebook, Zoom, Snapchat, all of those forums, and I know I'm missing some because I'm, I'm behind on all that stuff. But if you're a believer, that's our responsibility this week. That's our responsibility every day of our life. If you're not a believer and you're hearing this message and you're watching us today, and, and, and you've tuned in and, and to this live stream, I'm going to ask you right now, in a moment of silence, would you stay with me here? And would you simply ask Jesus into your life? He loves you so much. But just say that prayer this morning. And just ask him, Father, would you forgive me of my past? Would you forgive me of my sins? Would you offer that grace and forgiveness to me? I believe in you. I believe in your story. I believe in the story of of your life and your ministry and your resurrection. And then I commit myself to you from this day forward. Would you do that? And would you then send us a message? Would you send me a message just right now? 
and just say, Pastor Brad, I just gave my life to Christ. Thank you. And I thank you so much for, for honoring him and being willing to do just that today. And I'm going to pray for you because I'm really going to pray that there's some of you out there that did that today. I'm really going to pray that there's some of you out there that are, that are in the process of sending a message and just say, Pastor Brad, thank you for sharing the truth today. And this is the day that the Lord has made, and this is the day that I gave my life to Christ. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for for Paul's teaching and his message to the church of Corinth that is so very applicable to us in the time that we're, we find ourselves in today. Father, I pray that there's someone out there that has um, opened up their mind and their heart to the possibility of what they could look like being transformed by the master's hands, to be molded and shaped into this beautiful treasure that you want to make of their life. And they've asked you into their life. And Father, if that's the case, we pray for them today out there. And I, I, I know it's different and we can't physically just go to them and, and congratulate them with a hug and a handshake. But Father, may they feel the presence of the Holy Spirit right there in their family rooms, in their living rooms, at their kitchen tables, wherever they're watching from. And may they know, may they know about your love, about your love for them, and be reminded of that today. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you've done in our life, what you're doing in our life, and by faith and trust that we have in you, what you're going to continue to do in our life. And we'll give you praise and honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Listen, folks. We hope to see you throughout the week on Facebook Live. Uh, catch us for a daily devotional, and, uh, and then we'll see you again next Sunday at 1045. Thanks so much for joining us.